0: Welcome to Roundhouse Kicks. We talk about sneakers, sneaker culture, and the people who create and consume it. Today is part two of a two part series on New Balance, the little company that could, and the current darling of the sneaker world. Thanks to their many recent critically acclaimed releases and collaborations with top tier designers, including, but not limited to, Teddy Santis of Amelion Door and Salehi Bembri of Versace, both out of New York, Joe Freshgoods out of Chicago, Junior Watanabe of Comme des Garcons out of Tokyo, Ronnie Feig of Kith out of New York, and shops like Concepts and Bodega, both out of Boston. And it is some of these collaborations, as well as some of New Balance's best general release sneakers that we'll be talking about today. We'll be diving into 20 of New Balance's best, 10 of their best collabs, and 10 of their best GRs. But first, some sneaker news and new releases. Jerry Lorenzo of cozy fam, higher-end fashion staple Fear of God has revealed the official images of his first and highly anticipated collaboration with Adidas. The futuristic-looking basketball sneakers were revealed in leaked images late last week. It looks like there will be an all-suede, all-white version, an all-white mesh and rubber version, a white version with a black toe cap, and a black version with a white toe and midsole. No release date has been confirmed yet. More sneaker auction news, as earlier this month, Sotheby's auctioned off the only eight pairs in existence of some Nike Dunk Lows in a collaboration between popular graffiti artist Futura and the Off-White brand. Futura has collaborated with Nike on several dunks in the past, including the Flom, or For Love or Money Dunk Highs, of which there were only 24 made, one of which were auctioned off by Sotheby's in 2020 for a ridiculous $63,000. The most money ever paid for a Nike Dunk up to that point. These eight off-white Futura Dunks sold for prices between twenty-five thousand USD on the low end to one hundred and seven thousand on the high end. Retro clothing an independent sneaker and apparel company has recreated the Assassin, the expensive sneakers in the Simpsons season two episode Bart's dog gets an F that Homer sees Ned Flanders going for a jog in and drools over as so many of us sneakerheads have when one of our friends show out in a brand new pair of Superfly Kicks. The shoes will be available for pre-order for 180 bucks over on Retro's website until April 25th. As far as Nido releases this week, in the midst of BAPE's legal troubles with Nike, they've somewhat hilariously partnered up with their competitor Adidas on a pair of Forum 84 Lowe's. The forms pay tribute to BAPE's 30th anniversary year, covering these sneakers in BAPE's signature camo print and finishing it off with some shiny lace dubrays of the number 30. Those drop on April 24th. Also on April 24th, Kith's latest New Balance collab, this time on the 998, will see its worldwide release. The sneakers, called Broadacre City, are based on a Frank Lloyd Wright concept drawing of a self-sustaining city where every citizen gets exactly one acre of land to live off of. The earth-toned suede sneakers include the broad-acre drawing on the box. On April 28th, Joe Fresh Goods will release a couple of new hikers with New Balance in the 610 model and the Rainer boot, and on the 29th, Bad Bunny will release the newest colorway of his popular string of collabs with Adidas, this time on the Campus model in an Olive Wild Moss colorway. But the biggest release this week, and certainly one of the biggest releases of the year, is the Travis Scott Air Jordan 1 Low in the Olive colorway. This is a woman's exclusive, which means some of the bigger sizes won't be available. This is rumored to be Travis Scott's final Jordan collaboration. What he'll do next, nobody knows. Hopefully, drop Utopia, the long awaited follow up to his Astral World album. I'd much rather have that right now than any more sneakers, but. These drop on April 28th and will not be an easy get. So last week we spoke about the history of new balance their humble beginnings as a manufacturer of arch supports all the way up to their recent collab with action bronson on the newest version of their popular 990 series teddy santis of amelie on taking over the creative direction of new balances made in usa line and lots of stuff in between one thing we didn't get to though was a list of some of the best that new balance has had to offer over the years we spoke a lot about their collaborators, but What about the best collaborations? And what are the best general release sneakers in the Balance catalog? We're going to get to all that on this episode, a list episode, and we'll start with the basics. New Balance's best GRs. Now, GR means general release, and it just basically means a sneaker that is made in mass quantities. And while there certainly can be GR collaborations for the sake of this list, GR will also denote shoes that were made by New Balance without a collaborative designer. Okay, so we'll go 10 to 1 because that's how lists go. Save the best for last. Here we go. At number 10, we have the New Balance 327. New Balance debuted this sneaker in 2020 in the same way they have been debuting or reintroducing all of their new or classic silhouettes by letting a collaborator have first crack at it. The collaborator in this case was luxury fashion house Casablanca out of Paris. We'll talk more about them later. The 327 is an exaggerated looking shoe, oversized in some places, slim and minimalist in others. Its design is inspired by New Balance's own classic runners from the 70s and includes suede overlays atop a nylon base with an oversized N logo on the side and a studded rubber outsole that extends from the toe all the way up the back of the heel. New Balance has had some good collabs on this model from Atmos, Shoe Palace, Size, and Levi's, but Typically, it's the simplest colorways that suit the model best, particularly the women's only ones, which makes sense as this model is especially popular with the ladies. Colorways such as the Sea Salt, the Black, the White and Gum, the Moonbeam, the Golden Hour, and the Black and Pink for Chinese New Year are standouts. At number 9 is the 996 model. The 996 looks like a sleeker, slimmer version of the 574 And like the 574, they are typically covered in gray suede on top of durable mesh, although there has been models in the past that have swapped the suede for leathers. The model also features an oversized N logo on the side, usually in reflective 3M. And New Balance produces both a more expensive made-in-USA version and a cheaper, more widely available made-in-China version of the shoe. There are a lot of really, really good colorways of the shoe to choose from. Teddy Santis just released one in navy with a beige suede heel. Kith also did one back in 2018 in all navy. There was a gray navy one in 2019 that copied the color blocking of the famous Concepts 999 Kennedy collab. But white, orange, red, brown, beige, gray, blue, they all look good. Take your pick. At number eight, we have the 9060. The 9060 was introduced in much the same fashion as the 327, with a collab, this time with frequent New Balance collaborator Joe Freshgoods. He debuted the model in two colorways Penny Cookie Pink, which is covered in buttersoft, faded pink suede on top of a brighter pink mesh with little hits of green sprinkled throughout. The other sneaker, Baby Shower Blue, is covered in baby blue suede on top of pink mesh and a pink midsole. But we're here to talk about the GRs, and the 9060 GRs have been uniformly amazing. I mean, just listen to the names of these sneakers. Rain cloud gray, cherry blossom, blue haze, ivory cream pink sand, black castle rock gray, truffle rich earth magnet, rich oak burgundy, natural indigo, sea salt. I'm getting hungry just reading them. And they all look as cool as they sound. But my favorite is the Timberland inspired workwear, which are covered in soft suede in beautiful rich shades of brown. New Balance is just getting started with the 9060, a futuristic-looking sneaker with an exaggerated, bulbous midsole and otherworldly comfort. And between the amazing GR colorways and the equally amazing and unique collaborations on the model with Fresh Goods, Compton's Bricks and Wood, and Boston's Bodega, I would go out on a limb and say that this might be the New Balance model with the most exciting future ahead of it. At number seven is the 997. The 997, thanks to its design and a long list of top-tier collaborations, is often considered the sleeper favorite New Balance model among sneaker freaks. A shoe that was designed in 1990 and was way ahead of its time in terms of both technology and style, this sneaker is slim on the top and fat on the bottom. A design aesthetic that is quintessentially New Balance and is an aesthetic that they have perfected. The front of the shoe sits almost directly on the ground, while the back of it sits on almost two inches of end cap and XAR-1000. Don't know what that means? That sneaker nerd speak for high-density foam and durable rubber. The 997, as I said, has a lot of fans, but none more famous than former President Bill Clinton, who would jog around Washington in them to keep fit and have fun. It also boasts a treasure trove of grail-worthy collaborations, including those from the likes of Concepts on the 997 Rosé, Kith in United Arrows on a pair of gray, purple, and pink, one done up in Toronto Raptors colors as part of the Kawhi Leonard Championship Pack in 2019, and one by Todd Snyder, New York, called Love, and covered in baby soft pastels of blue, green, pink, and red. But as far as the GR colorways, my favorites are the Vintage Pack Light Rogue Wave, covered in ocean blue suede, the oversized blue-orange, so-called because of the oversized 997 sewn into the heel, and the spring-ready seasonal colors, dressed in the colors of spring. But if you dig around, there's no end to the amazing colors, materials, and makeups of this awesome model. At number six, we have the 550. The 550 originated in the 1980s as a performance basketball sneaker and was brought out of the archives in collaboration with Teddy Santos's May Leon D'Or in 2020. Since then, this model has, quite literally, exploded. After the success of the ALD 550s, New Balance started pumping out GR colorways, many of which were retreads of the ones ALD was doing, but with cheaper leathers and therefore a cheaper price point. The 550 shoes share a similar aesthetic to the Nike Dunk, also originally an 80s basketball silhouette, and the Adidas Form 84, which has also been recently resurrected. Even Asics is getting in on the fun as they have recently resurrected their 80s low-top leather b-baller, the EX89. Three guesses on what year those originally debuted. But the only real challenger to Nike's dunks is the 550, and for a solid 18 months, you could not find this shoe for retail in any color. That's how popular they were out of the gate. Now the pandemonium is finally starting to die down and there seems to be more than enough to go around, but... Let's check out some of the dopest GR colorways we've seen this shoe drop thus far. There's the white green, the white black, the cream black, the UNC blue, the white red, and the women's exclusive Olay. But my favorites are the night watch green, the vintage indigo beige, and the clean as a whistle white gum, which are, as the name suggests, all white with a gum bottom. At number five is the 574. The 574 debuted in 1988 and was a mix between the 575 and 576. The 574 was actually created by New Balance as a budget option for people who didn't want to pay the higher prices of the made-in-USA and made-in-UK shoes. The model was the first time New Balance outsourced their manufacturing to China. They also took some of the more expensive tech that could be found in the 75 and 7.6 out of the shoe to keep the price down. But the result was their most accessible shoe, both financially and in terms of availability, and to this day the 5.7.4 is New Balance's most recognizable model. New Balance has played with the 5.7.4 many times over the years, adding, subtracting, and retooling. There's a 5.7.4 Legacy, a more premium version of the shoe with better comfort and materials. The 5.7.4 Rugged for more durability. The 574 All Coasts, a tennis version of the shoe. The 5740, which looks like a 574 with the mumps. The 574 Plus, I mean, the list just goes on and on. But we're talking about the classic. And there are hundreds, if not thousands, of classic 574 colorways out there. But with a vintage yet timeless looking runner like this, usually it's the simplest color blocking that is the most effective. My favorites are the White Green Gum that came out last year a red and blue edition that New Balance did called National Parks. And of course, you just can't go wrong with the classic core gray. At number four, we have the 990 V3. We talked a lot last week about New Balance's 990 Made in USA line, and one of the things that was mentioned was that the 990 V3 was a drastic departure from the 990's V1 and V2. It looked different, it had better tech and better materials, it slimmed down the midsole and added more reflective 3M for night runs. It's also just a damn fine-looking sneaker. The definition of timeless, Evidence in the fact that it's still one of the most popular New Balance silhouettes amongst both sneakerheads and collaborators. Jown, Kith, and Bodega all have classic takes on the model, and Teddy Santis' two seasons playing with the silhouette have been extremely successful. In my opinion, the best GR version of the sneaker is the most simple. Castle Rock. Several shades of gray with subtle hits of red, can't beat it. I also like the beige and elephant skin gray marble head and the gray and navy blue version. Creative director Teddy Santis has done up for the model recently, but it's hard to go wrong with any colorway of this classic. At number three, the 2002 R. This model originally released in 2010 and was jammed full of all the latest tech and covered in the highest quality materials New Balance had at their disposal but it was too expensive and not pretty enough to entice anyone to shell out that many clams for it, so it basically died on the vine. However, it made a comeback 10 years later as a cheaper and more simplified version of itself, and due to that and the fact that it re-released at the height of dad-shoe mania, thanks in large part to the success of the chunky-sold Yeezy 700 Wave Runner, it was a hit and was very quickly everywhere. Once again, top tier collabs helped create buzz for the model, but... The biggest boon to the 2002 R dropped in August of 2021 when the shoe was released in three GR colorways of what New Balance called the Refined Future Pack, which also became known as the Protection Pack. The Refined Futures were designed by New Balance employee Yu Wu and feature several layers of thick, hairy cuts of suede that look like they've been ripped apart, revealing the guts of the shoe underneath. Wu said the idea was that the shoe represents New Balances that had been worn for so long that they were falling apart, but still held together thanks to their durability. The shoes were a big hit, the Rain Cloud colorway in particular, and wound up at or near the top of most sneaker of the year polls that year. Since then, New Balance has released refined future versions of the shoe in a dozen different colorways, but it's those first rain clouds that are the creme de la creme of this particular model. At number two, we have the 990 V5 a slightly updated and more streamlined version of the 990 V4 with better cushioning and softer suede. The V5 was a critical darling in the 990 series and routinely offered up by fans as the peak accomplishment of the made-in-USA line. A sleek, sexy-looking sneaker that was made famous by the brilliant New Balance marketing tagline worn by models in London and dads in Ohio. These shoes, despite a relatively hefty retail price point can indeed be seen on the feet of anyone anywhere at any time and they always look good no matter who's wearing them the best colorway is again the most basic gray it's elegant it's cool it goes with everything there's a reason new balance debut all of their gr sneakers in this color but there have also been some much more colorful takes on the shoe like the blue and red popsicle and the carbon team red which sounds like a race car and looks like one actually And finally, in our number one spot, the best New Balance GR model colorway and sneaker of all time, the 992 Gray. This is the best sneaker New Balance has ever made, in my humble opinion. Originally released in 2006, it's the shoe that Steve Jobs was obsessed with. It's the shoe that was responsible for the dad shoe trend that really got going in the late 2010s. It was the most expensive shoe New Balance had ever produced up to that point thanks to luxury materials and inches upon inches of dense midsole technology. New Balance has made millions and millions of 992s and cannot keep them in stock no matter how many they churn out. They go for anywhere between four dollars to $600 Canadian on the resale market. It is a sneaker classic in every sense of the word. So there's part one, the 10 best New Balance GR releases. Part two, best collapse is coming up next. Okay, part two, the best New Balance collaborations ever. At number 10, a shoe that isn't even out yet. Yes, I'm starting with the cheat. I don't care. Images of this shoe have been floating around for a couple of weeks and I can't wait to get my hands on them this summer when they drop. It is the 990 V3 Dark Grey with United Arrows. United Arrows is a massive high-end fashion boutique in Japan with over 250 stores spread all over the country that specialize in lovingly curated streetwear, vintage chic, and high-end menswear. They've collaborated with New Balance several times, most notably in 2022 with kith on a 990 v4 in gray purple pink and black these dark gray 990 v3s are just that a charcoal dark gray with hints of silver and a white midsole i don't know how many people will be clamoring to get these on feet when they come out but i know i will this is united arrow's best new balance collab thus far at number nine is a 327 with casablanca out of paris There are five colorways of the 327 from the Paris Fashion Staple, released throughout 2020 and 2021, but the best by far is the first in Casablanca Orange, a sneaker covered in orange cuts of suede with a big leather end on the top of a perforated white leather upper and a green outsole. It's classic, it's fun, it's expensive, especially for a 327, one of the cheapest silhouettes in New Balance's catalog. At number eight, the Aries 990 V3. This sneaker was released at an Aries pop-up in London in 2018 in very limited quantities and has not been reissued since and as such sells for a boatload on the resale market. But it's one of the funnest, cleanest versions of the shoe I've personally ever seen. The front end is a nice light grey, the back heel is in black and in between are small swaths of yellow and red with a blue sock liner. Unless New Balance reissues this collab in the future, they will remain prohibitively expensive which means... I'll never have a pair, but they're nice to look at. At number seven is the Amé Leon Door 997 in both the yellow and the pink tongue iterations. This is actually the sneaker that kicked off ALD and its owner, Teddy Santis' New Balance partnership that has resulted in Santis taking over creative duties on the Made in USA line. This 997 was released in 2019 in two slightly different versions of gray, blue, and pink, The idea was that someone could cop both pairs and mix and match them together. That's a nice thought, but the fact that both pairs now sell for over a 1000 bucks a pop, mixing and matching doesn't seem very likely. At number 6 is the Kith 992 Steel Blue. We haven't talked about Kith a ton on this pod, but they have a long and rich history of collaboration with this brand. Kith's owner Ronnie Feig has been playing with a variety of New Balance models as long as anyone, often in some sort of navy blue configuration. On these 992s, he covers the uppers in a very dark navy called Steel Blue, adds some icy blue accents, mesh, and laces, and finishes it off with some off-white pieces. These are easily the most sought-after and celebrated Kith New Balance collab, and if you can get your hands on a pair, you won't want to let it go. The fifth best New Balance collab of all time is the Slahy Bembry 2002R, Peace, Be the Journey. Bembry is an alum of Yeezy brand back in its heyday and is now the vice president of sneakers at Versace. I'm going to cheat again here because I can't write the product description of this shoe any better than New Balance did itself back in 2020 when the shoe was released. <clears throat> this release draws inspiration from Antelope Canyon, a slot canyon located in the American Southwest. Its orange and blue earth-toned palette tributes the natural views that can be found on the peaceful journey through the canyon in Arizona. Just like the Canyon itself, the New Balance 2002R Salehi Bembry is rich in texture. Yellow mesh, orange hairy suede, and maroon leather smother the design's upper in a style that leaves no dull moments. A blue Sherling N logo, Salehi Bembry branded cork insoles, and an orange and maroon speckled white sole complete this release. I mean, enough said. Number four, number four is a May Leon d'Or 550 in natural green. There are so many ALD 550s that I could have picked and none of them are really bad, but there's something about the natural greens and white, green, and a faint peachy yellow that makes the shoe pop in all the right places in all the right ways. People often ask what the difference is between the ALD 550s and the GR ones, not much, honestly. The leathers are a little nicer on these, and the tongue and one of the heels has ALD branding on it. The box is also a little cooler, but that's about it. They might not be worth the resale price. You'd have to pay to own them, but I love them. At number three, the Jound 990 V3 in Olive. This shoe made a huge splash when it dropped, despite doing only modest shifts to the V3 design and aesthetic. Jound made the ends on the side of the shoe more bold and pronounced. They covered the shoe in soft, olive-colored suede and sat it on top of a cream and off-white midsole. Jound, which is spelled with three Js, out of Montreal, are design collaboration darlings, having collaborated with everyone from Bape to Eddie Bauer. What makes them so easy to collaborate with? Simplicity. Simple, subtle, top-quality goods. End of story. Jound is a perfect fit for this brand and their olive 990 V3 is a perennial classic. The second best New Balance collaboration of all time is the 999 Kennedy with Concepts. Inspired by sailing in Cape Cod and even further inspired by John F. Kennedy sailing in Cape Cod, the Kennedy originally dropped in 2011, but dropped in an even better, more premium version in 2017. Boston's Concepts is all about retro kicks, having started in the back of a tannery selling rare sneakers to sneakerheads in Cambridge They brought that love of classic runners to these 999s and created a classic sneaker beloved by collectors with a nose for modern vintage chic. The sneakers dropped in blue and red versions, covered in those colors, as well as shades of gray and beige with a mesh toe box, laces that look like sails, and a tongue tag covered in nautical signage. They also come in a shoebox that looks like a cigar box, which is beyond cool. Which brings us to the best of the best of the New Balance collaborations. Drum roll, please. The 992 Joe Fresh Goods. No emotions are emotions. This is not only my favorite New Balance sneaker of all time, it's one of my favorite sneakers of all time, period. There are so many details, storytelling elements, and cool ideas going on on the sneaker, it's no wonder it resells for thousands of dollars. These dropped during the NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago in February 2020 a weekend usually reserved for high-end sneaker debuts by the likes of Nike, Jordan, and Yeezy, but these went toe-to-toe with the kicks that all of those other brands had on offer that weekend. Released exclusively in Chicago, which is another reason the resale value is so high, the shoes are color-blocked to look like an anatomical heart. With different shades of pinks, reds, burgundy, and brown, the effect is even more pronounced when you lace the shoes up with the blue laces they come with, indicating blue veins within the heart. No Emotions Are Emotions is a playful dig at Kawhi Leonard, New Balance's biggest basketball signee. The 992s were released alongside New Balance's Omni 1 basketball shoes, also designed by Joe Freshgoods. The Omnis also feature plenty of pink and are covered in a smiley face without a smile, just a straight line across the mouth, indicating that, indeed, no emotions are emotions. And if you've ever seen a Kawhi Leonard press interview, you get the joke. Anyway, the 992 Joe Fresh Goods No Emotions Are Emotions are the best New Balance collab, the best New Balance sneaker, arguably, and one of the best sneakers, period. Thank you for listening. So there's our episode. 20 of the best New Balance sneakers of all time, GRs, collaborations. Thank you for hanging out. Next week, we'll return with an all-new episode. This time, the episode will be all about basketball sneakers. Past, present, and future. we will go over some of the best basketball sneaker lines, some of the best tech basketball sneakers, some of the best lifestyle basketball sneakers, the whole kit and caboodle. Hope to see you there. Take care.